Hello, and welcome back to another episode of the Unleashing Possibilities podcast. This is Mark, and Christy is here with me. Hello, mentors. So today, we are going to expand on one of our distinctions here at New Pathways called fact versus interpretation. And this distinction helps us to see that uh, we create story, we create narratives as a result of putting meaning to facts and things that are going on in our lives. And those interpretations can really influence how we show up, where we put our attention. And that's what we're going to talk about today is about focus. So Mark, when you say this, it, it brings to mind like the need to perhaps say the fact is what happened that was observable without any meaning we've given to it. And interpretation is the meaning we give to the facts. So it could be the fact is I walked out of the room. The interpretation is that maybe I didn't, the fact maybe I walked out of the room and didn't say goodbye. And the interpretation is you left mad uh, or I left mad. So understanding that fine line, the subtlety, the distinction in fact versus interpretation and its subtleness we can really get caught up in our own story and not able to separate it from fact because it gets so intertwined in our lives. So I just bring that early on, jumping right in here of regrounding us in the distinction of fact versus interpretation. So as we talk about today's topic, we have that regrounding of what that means. And I I love that example because I can, I think you can really put yourself in that and go and yeah, like if I think somebody's mad or upset, like I might be devoting my attention, my focus Um, to that. And I get kind of caught up in that story. So again, focus is, uh, is where we're going to spend our time for today's podcast. And what we know is that focus impacts our actions. It impacts our behaviors. You know, there's a a saying that uh, Tony Robbins is pretty famous for saying, and he says, energy flows where attention goes. And that really resonates with me and thinking about, yeah, so where I'm putting my attention, where I'm focused on, that's where my energy is is dedicated, where my effort is expended. And it's important to understand that our focus is influencing a lot. It's influencing our, it can influence our emotions. It can influence what's coming up for us and what's happening in our bodies. Uh, We talked a second ago about the actions and behaviors It can impact our ways of being or patterns that we may uh, be bringing forth and so much more. And so that's why it's so important because it it can influence so much of, of ourselves. So the invitation here in today's topic is understanding fact versus interpretation. And where do I have my focus in this distinction? Do I have it so do I have my focus on the interpretation I've given that I can't see any other possibility that I'm so focused on my own interpretation and the energy that's now going to take from me um, that then starts impacting my behavior, uh, my emotions, my thoughts, as you've just said, whereas if I could pull back, recenter, reground, I have then more um, capacity to see the facts of what happened and separate my interpretation so that I can act from, feel from, think from a more holistic, a more comprehensive, a more broad 
perspective that brings in way more range of emotion, more range of thought, more range of responses to the situation. And why this is so relevant is that we might notice in our youth how tired and exhausted they are all the time. You ask them how they feel, I feel tired. Um, and it's really an indicator about a lot of things in their life, which could be very much their structures of support, that they're, they aren't getting enough sleep. And oftentimes we find it's in addition to where their energy focus is in their stories, in their interpretations of the way that the world is, that they're, we, we notice that their focus is on getting approval, getting acceptance, um, not feeling left out, not feeling abandoned, um, really feeling belonging, that they're so craving that, that all of their energy is going on that and caught up in all their interpretive ways of, of how to be that, that they lose the connectedness to themselves. So that energy is expended, leaving them exhausted, which is why we want to talk today about the art of focusing and that it takes practice. Yeah, it absolutely does. And as mentors, we can be intentional about supporting our youth to really build the, the capacity and, and the bandwidth so they can focus their energies, like you said, so they can truly align on the things that they want and where they truly want to go and to really move forward and, and get the things that they deserve in life. So let's jump in. So we've already kind of expanded a little bit more on, on focus and in every moment we are focused on something, whether it's consciously or unconsciously. And we said, you know, we could, we might be focused on how we're feeling in a moment, maybe overcome by really strong emotions. Uh, we might have a lot of thoughts swirling in our head. We're focusing on those. Maybe we're focusing on a specific activity that, that we're engaging in, in the moment. Maybe we're focusing on our goals. We could also be focused on the television, the phone, the movie screen, a computer screen. We could be outside of the present moment and focused on the past, or maybe we're looking ahead and we're focused on the future. So it's just this realization to say that we're always focusing on something, that our, our attention is on something. And we may not even know it. We may not even realize that it, that it is, but it happens all the time. So we're not conscious about where our focus is, where our attention is, then that's an indicator that we're not present in this moment. That if we're not conscious to where our attention and focus is, we're not present in this moment. When we can bring consciousness to where our, our, our focus is, we have choice. We can then choose to say, is this the thing that needs my attention? Is this interpretation where I want to be? Or is, is there another choice that I have of where my attention would go? So I've not expended all of my energy unconsciously focused. And this is where we hear from our youth, oh, I don't have a choice. Um, or that was the only option I had. And it's really about regrounding back into the present moment to meet what is here. And can we put our attention on what is here right now? And... Um, and what it's taking. So there's nothing wrong with watching TV and, and giving our attention or focus there. It's just consciously doing so. Like this is the, I'm going to spend this 30 minutes, this hour focused on this. Um, but can we bring consciousness to where our focus is? Because that's what lets us be in every moment. 
you know, and I, I think about, you know, for mentors, you listening right now, you could even just ground in that for a moment and just get a sense of where is your focus right now? Are you engaged in the words that are coming forth through this podcast? Do you find your mind wandering a lot? And maybe you're thinking about other things. Maybe you're thinking about your match relationship as we're talking. Uh, maybe there's a specific emotion that has you gripped right now that has your focus. Um, or maybe you're listening to this podcast and you're driving or you're trying to do a project at work um, or you're watching TV and this is kind of playing in the background. So you're, you might be multitasking and that's where you're trying to focus uh, but just even sensing into what has your focus in this moment. So we've touched on some of the things that can have our focus, like inter our interpretations, our um, the way that we're giving meaning to things. So our, our interpretations can start to narrow our focus or they can expand them. Uh, as we mentioned, when, when we're unconscious of what interpretations or how we're focusing on our interpretations, the world really gets smaller. It gets very constricted. Um, it gets it gets very sensitive. And when we're able to consciously bring attention to where our focus is, we can expand our focus. We can bring in more and more possibility and understanding uh, and creativity and love and care to those moments. So interpretations, if we're focused on our own interpretations, you know, it can really make us start to really think about what's important versus what's not important to us. If we bring a consciousness to it, um, we can start to notice what are our needs and our wants and our interpretations. Why am I making this interpretation? What need is it feeling? Um, and we can also start to notice when we're consciously looking at what our interpretations are, what's within our control and what's not within our control. But if I am not conscious, if I am not present to the interpretations I'm making, then I'm just, I'm in the mechanical way of being of them, which is small, which is um, very constricting. There's not a lot of possibility or choice there. So this idea of can we help bring even a simple conversation to our youth, it says, what are we consciously focusing on right now? What is the interpretation you're making? Let's focus intently on it for a few minutes. And if we can focus on the interpretation just for a few minutes, it'll start to loosen. It'll start to become more expansive and we'll start to be what be with what's possible versus focusing on what's impossible. And it loosens us. It, it, it takes the box away that we've put ourselves in in this moment. And it starts to kind of erase those lines that uh, we put around us that were only imaginary. They were only an illusion to begin with. And as you were sharing, Chrissy, I just think about you know, our, our youth who do say that I felt like you said, like, this was my only choice. I had no other option. And the truth is, and what you just shared is that was the only choice that they had, because again, their focus was so narrow. That was all that they saw. The actual truth is they have a lot of choices. They have a lot of possibilities, but when their viewpoint is so narrow, they don't. So, so there's truth, there's truth because that's their reality in that moment. And how can we help them again, to your point, expand their worldview, expand their perspective to see that there's so many other possibilities there. And so interpretations are one thing that can have us um, have our focus. And we talked about um, a little bit about thoughts as well, too. And for me, like I am a head type. And so like I am, I'm caught in my head a lot. And um, I can think that thoughts 
are just bigger than me and sometimes get so gripped by them and um, and I can get caught up in that victim mentality that I'm stuck, I can't do anything, there's no control. And so I just get caught up in that swirling, that cycling of thoughts and it just, I, I lose control. Um, I, don't, I don't really open myself to see anything else. And so just can we be aware of that? Mark, when you're sharing this, it makes me think of the, the empowerment di- dynamic and the dreaded drama triangle and this idea of dropping below the line of uh, into the dreaded drama triangle that when we're in our ruminating thoughts or for when I'm in my ruminating thoughts, I'm obvious, I'm oftentimes in the victim role or I'm in the persecutor role um, or I'm in um, kind of this, this role of trying to rescue others. And so I'm suddenly in othering the people involved, making them separate from me. I can't see connection to the issue. I've, I've characterized them a particular way. Um, I'm blaming them. Or I see them as I need to rush in and fix things. Um, or or um, kind of the, the focus really becomes on trying to take care of the situation based on only my thoughts. So my focus is only on um, the way that I see it and what's being done to me and what I want to, to do to fix that, to have that go away. And that, that comes into my mentoring relationship. Uh, I don't know about you and yours, but when I'm focused on ruminating about the choices my youth has made or the actions that she has or hasn't taken, and I start then getting really in my head about it, I can get lost in those thoughts of blaming or or rescuing or othering her instead of meeting her with compassion and meeting her with all of the possibility and as a human being full of capability to help her draw on that. So I think this idea of focusing on their ruminating thoughts is really a, a critical one, uh, especially as you said, for us head types, that if we notice that's where we go, to be really conscious and, and awake to what those patterns are that result, which can be really damaging to our relationships. And they can be very damaging to us and how we see ourselves and other people with, with complete compassion, love, and caring. Yeah, and ruminating thoughts, again, one way that we can, one thing that can have our focus. And you know, we brought two other ones that we introduced in our last podcast one called emotional avoidance and the other called image management. And so I could be focused on avoiding any emotion, any uncomfortable emotion, putting myself in a situation where there might be uncomfortability, uh, where if I step actually step into that situation, that experience, I could learn something amazing. I could see something different. I could open up a new possibility, expand my worldview. Um, but I'm said I'm focused on not feeling that emotion. And so again, very narrowly focused, limited on my choice and option in that moment. And then image management, I'm putting up this image, this armor, this protection of how I want the world to perceive me. And so I'm just going to show up in this way. And so I'm focusing all my energy and efforts into showing up as that, which means I'm cutting off other parts of myself and allowing my my true self to come forward in, in a space which again, if I could bring myself authentically to the space, what might be possible? What might, how might the world interact with me and how might I interact with the world? What possibilities might start to unfold? 
So mentors, what we've done so far is we've looked at, um, at a very high level, some of the things that can have our focus, that can have our focus consciously or unconsciously. And when these things have our focus, we might oftentimes be in interpretation versus the facts. So we're looking at the dimensionality of fact versus interpretation and where we put our focus in within this distinction that we use here at New Pathways, where we as mentors put our focus and that helps us see and understand the experience of our youth and what might have their focus, that we're in this together. We both have the same human dynamic to be drawn to uh, a particular way of focusing ourselves, our attention. Can we get onto it, interrupt it, so that we can expand our focus to include more and more, and as Mark just said, therefore have more and more choice range and more possibility range. So we would like to now share with you some things that could help us shift our focus. And the first mark is? The first one is, um, is R, recognize. And so we call this kind of a, a ROI focus or return on investment focus. And so R is the first kind of step that we can engage in that can allow us to, again, shift our focus. So R is recognize. And it's about recognizing when our focus has been hijacked. And so this goes back to your point earlier about our focus could be focused on something unconsciously. We don't really realize, but it's been hijacked now. It's been taken over. And I'm not now focusing on the things that I really want to focus on, giving the attention and the energy and the effort. Okay, so recognize is really the waking up to my attention is unconsciously placed somewhere. My focus is somewhere unconsciously and recognizing this first step is the waking up to, oh, I've been unconsciously focused on that. Where can I now consciously put my attention, my focus? Yeah. So it's, it's, a, it's, it's a represencing. And from there, we can go into O, observe. And this is really, we, we observe what's present for us. We actually notice, um, why is my focus here? What is going on for me? Is there a pattern that I'm finding myself falling into? And what's bringing that pattern forward? Am I feeling a strong or uncomfortable emotion? Am I ruminating in my thoughts? There's something going on in my body that's causing me to want to focus here. And so by observing, it allows us to work through whatever's happening for us because if we don't, it's going to just continue to linger and continue to impact us and, again, keep influencing our focus. So how can we really give attention, kind of temporary focus in that moment to what's happening for us to then be able to invite that shift? So once we recognize it, it's it's an invitation to observe it, to study ourselves. What, why, why does this have my attention? Why is my attention there? Am I emotionally avoiding? Uh, is that why I was unconsciously uh, in my focus? Or um, am I in ruminating thoughts because I'm feeling guarded and protected? Um, so it gives the opportunity to be observational about what's going on, which leads into the third piece, which is the I, to inquire and be curious about ourself, which means don't blame ourselves once we've lost uh, our focus and we've become awake to we've lost it. We've now recognized it. We're observing it. But now we can be curious. We can inquire. Um, we can inquire about what would provide clarity for me right now. 
um, in, in whatever's going on in my life that, that is bringing about a need for my attention? Can I inquire to bring in more worldviews? Like what are other perspectives beyond my own? What, um, what's an invitation to my youth about what of understanding their worldview rather than just condemning it or blaming it wrong or othering their worldview? Can I be more inquiry, be more in inquiry about what's happening for them? So some inquiry questions that oftentimes help us engage in this way is, what do I want? What's within my control? What's really important here? What could be possible here? And what's one step that I can take? You know, yesterday I was working with a, a young person in our program, Mark, and I found myself really grasping at a behavior I wanted him to take. And when I noticed I was really grasping at what I wanted for him, it really took a moment for me to recognize that what had my attention was what I wanted. So I recognized this is what has my attention. I observed, why did I want that for him so much? What was happening for me? And it was, I want his security and I want his safety in the world. And when I got curious about that and inquired more about for myself, what was really important here was not what I wanted for him, but what he saw bringing security and safety for him and then helping him identify one or two steps he could take to move toward that in his life. Turns out my idea was not the best idea for him. He knew. It just took being in presence with him, grounded with him, and seeing where our attention and our focus could be together to open up a whole new possibility than what was happening. This is how ROI works. It's a return on the investment of our attention and our focus for ourselves, but also as a beautiful gift for the other person. And as we're talking about it today, mentors, it's a gift of presence that we can give to our youth to be in the exploration of fact versus interpretation by asking, where's our focus? Where's our attention? And then what could open up and be more expansive from there? And so with that, our call to action for you mentors is to really reflect on what are you taking away from this podcast? What stood out to you? What resonated? What do you have more questions or curious about? And then actually take on some of what we've brought to you today and to notice when you yourself might not be moving in the intended direction that you had hoped for, planned for, or were shooting for. And we invite you to take on this process of ROI focus. So to recognize, to observe, and to inquire, to help invite a shift in focus so that your attention and energy is really where you want it to be. I was going to say, Mark, we, we really invite you to take this on for the next week or two. So by the time you're in workshop with youth, uh, with your youth on this topic, you're able to have some experience with it in a way to be with your youth and guiding and exploring and really applying this practice for them. Because imagine if their focus, if their attention was on what they're really aiming for in life, what might shift for them, what might become possible. And it's our gift of presence with them that opens this. And it's our, our own experience of applying it 
that lets us be in it with our youth, not separate from our youth in it. So we really do invite you to be reflective in these next couple of weeks about what uh, what you're taking away from this podcast and then to try on the ROI yourself, recognize, observe, and inquire in your own life. So when you're in workshop with youth, you can bring this to them in real practice with them. And there's a couple of other calls to action, Mark. Yeah. And so mindfulness is something that we do at New Pathways because we know it has so much value and can be a way that we can ground ourselves and presence ourselves and invite ourselves to step into ROI focus. So we can take on this practice even outside of workshops at New Pathways and um, focus on breathing, focus on practice like meditation. And we can take those on with our youth as a way to increase the capacity and the skill set for being able to hold the container uh, to again notice, to observe, and to inquire so I can get better about shifting my focus quicker when I do notice it's being hijacked. And then, of course, we invite you to bring all of this to your program coordinator this month. So as you connect with your program coordinator this month for what's happening in your match, what's happening for you as um, the mentor in the relationship and how this curriculum and the content is impacting your life and your youth life. We invite you to share with your program coordinator what you're taking away and how you'll apply ROI and shifting attention and focus um, with your youth to expand their possibilities and their worldview. So with that, we say thank you for listening. And until next time, keep unleashing possibilities.